Recovery Sort Of is a podcast where we discuss recovery topics from the perspective of people living in long-term recovery. This podcast does not intend to represent the views of any particular group, organization, or fellowship. The attitudes expressed are solely the opinion of its contributors. Be advised, there may be strong language or topics of an adult nature. Welcome back to Recovery Sort Of. I'm Jason, a guy who is not drunk today, and I'm here with... I'm Billy. I'm a person in long-term recovery. And today we have on Lewis. Hi, Lewis. Hey. I'm Lewis. I'm also a person in long-term recovery, and uh, I'm in the AA program. Excellent. And that is exactly why Lewis is on today. We're going to investigate some of these misconceptions or possible truths, um, depending on how you look at it, that, that I have heard and that Billy has heard from our time in one particular program and actually maybe even after we have you defend your program enough <laughs> maybe we'll give you some time to tell us uh, the, some of the things they say about us yeah. in, in AA that's interesting I don't know fantastic have you <laughs> what are we okay well I'll, I'll, we'll get into that yeah <laughs> so do you want to just tell us like a, a five minute version a quick version of your story and, and how you yeah. got here and what got you where you are at? absolutely so um you know, for me, this started, my recovery journey started in 2013, uh, in January 2013, right after all the Christmas money was mm-hmm. gone, I decided that I needed some uh, needed some help. Years before that, I mean, it started for me with, it started with drinking, of course, and I'll kind of get into this a little bit, but after that, it turned into a prescription pain medication. I mean, that was the thing that kind of brought me down, and then from there, Doing a lot of IV heroin, um, going down to the city all the time, getting what I needed. And, you know, once all the money was gone and the pain was great enough and I had enough, um, you know, interventions, I guess, by like friends, family, law enforcement, things like that, I decided to get sober. So I went to treatment and there was a a young guy working there who, you know, I'd gotten pretty close with and, and told a lot of my story to. And he, told me that there was a really good group of young guys in AA in Harford County. Hmm. And that's how I got there. And, you know, from there, I've been working in AA program. I got an AA sponsor, AA home group. Uh, I'm trying to help some people and, and by, by working over along AA the way. program, you mean speaking all the 12 steps in the first week and then not doing <laughs> <Yeah>. nothing else? <laughs> I was say, we can jump right <laughs> in. <laughs> Yeah, uh, okay, yeah, so there go, is one go. of the first things that uh, I was always told, and of course, most of my information comes from bitter old men in NA, um, <laughs> but that, you know, in NA, we have a step working guide, and yeah. we write the answers to all these questions, and, and what I found out later on is that I believe we all use it wrong, actually, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> we write them, right? We spend time, we're thorough, and I hear that in AA... You generally only write like four and eight, maybe, or something along those lines. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it started, you know, yes. So you write you write for four and eight, absolutely. And can um, I just give a minor disclaimer? So we're going to talk about our experience in NA, and you'll talk about your experience in AA, and they could be completely different for 
we're the now three white guys given a perspective oh, yeah. on Caroline. <laughs> we got a slight uh, dig online because we're all oh, here the perspective of two white guys. And that's what we are. And so what? <laughs> right. um, if you don't like it, start a podcast. It's free. Um, but, you know, our perspectives aren't necessarily everyone's perspectives and different people work programs differently. And so this oh, is just yeah. our way of having fun and and I keep saying we sort of when joking I mean about NA, yeah not we and My it's all experience. men in good spirits. This isn't you know it's it's just meant for hell a good, no we're fun conversation <laughs> <laughs> programs that saved all of our lives. We right. love them so you know it's just fun to laugh and have a good time. Sorry, not no, it's fun. Well, as the spokesman of AA, right. uh, here's what I'll say: uh, We'll be the spokesman <laughs> of NA, and you can be the spokesman. No, we'll so, hash all this out. So. You know, a little bit to go back in time a little bit. What I've learned is that AA started when, you know, these two guys got sober. They started helping people, yada, yada, yada. Um, back in the day, um, you went through the steps often and quickly. And that's how it was. And AA used to have what they said was like a 70% success rate. Because as a newcomer, you would come into this AA meeting, right? You come into the front door, there'd be a speaker meeting going on. And some the greeter at the meeting would ask you like, hey, are you new here? Have you been through the steps? If you say you hadn't been through the steps yet, they would take you into another room and someone would start taking you through the steps. Huh. So that's kind of like how it started. You know, groups only had one big book. So like everybody was helping each other and borrowing it and taking multiple people through the steps sometimes. So that is kind of true. There are people in AA, um, you know, the first time I went through the steps was quick. We went through one, two, three on a car ride home to my recovery house. And I was like, what, what do you mean? You know, you know that's so funny because it takes months, sometimes years. Yeah. For people Can you imagine done. walking into your first meeting and they're like, have you worked the steps? And you're like, no. And they take you into a back room. Like, I'd be, <laughs> right. sir, come with me. What the hell is going on? Strip search? What? This is definitely a cult. <laughs> But I, I wasn't ready for that kind of, you know, quickly through it. You know, he asked me, he said, are you an alcoholic? I said, yeah, I think so. He said, you know, do you think that God can help with this? And I said, yeah. Oh, he just laid right into right God into it. too? <laughs> he pulled the curtain back real <laughs> well, quick. That's funny. And yeah. NA, we, we were like, step two's not God. Yeah. Step two's yeah. The Overanalyze the yeah. shit out of it. Three's yeah. God, right? Yeah. Not not two. Intellectualize. <laughs> yeah. So he, he brought that in quick. And, you know, I just said yes because I felt like it was the thing I should have said. And he started me writing on a four-step, which I think I wrote on like a napkin or something. Wow. It was like, Mom, Dad, God. I was like, oh, my four-step. So. They jump right in because they're way closer <laughs> with spirits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, to me, um, there's a lot of different ways to go through the steps. You know, I mean, I'm right now I'm sponsoring a guy who I'm using a step working guide with. Um, it was, you know, kind of a different model that somebody else used along the way that has a lot of, you know, just regular kind of general 12 step values on it. It's like a general way through the 12 steps. The old um, Hazleton manuals from it's, treatment. <laughs> it's, it's similar. I forget where it originated, but, um, one of my sponsors along the way took me through it hmm. and I feel comfortable taking certain people through it like that. Is also the the intellectual who wants to read the book cover to cover, and he might get a lot more out of doing it like that. So, now, does AA have like an official step working guide that's like an Alcoholics Anonymous? It's just the book. That's yep, it's the, the first book. 164 pages of the uh, big book. I mean, cause like Jason said, we have like a in a step working guide. Yeah. Uh, 
workbook. It's a workbook with a bunch of questions. <laughs> like it's pretty specific. I don't know that this is true for every other fellowship or program, but I'm pretty sure everyone I've gone to has some. No, that's not true. I was going to say that has some more formal mm-hmm. version of writing each step, but I, I don't think the S A A did. Hmm. Now I can't remember, but a lot hmm. of them work with some kind of workbook. Yeah. So it's interesting that AA kind of holds to that that they don't. Yeah. What do you think I about mean, that seventy percent a- shit? I think that's <laughs> lofty. It's lofty. <laughs> that threw me off. I was like, seventy yeah. percent. And I, I learned that from a friend of mine who, uh, you know, I kind of met along my professional journey, who was the archivist for AA oh, for a long time. I love the history of those yeah. programs. I mean, it's he awesome. he. I'll never remember half the stuff he said, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's right. amazing some of it. And he swears by this back to basics program that they used to do. Hmm. And I mean the the recipes in the book, that's what they say. You know, if you read through the hundred and sixty four pages, the first one sixty four of the big book, it lays it out pretty easily. It tells you when you're at step one and when you're at step two, when you're at step three, it's got a prayer. It gives you, you know, how to write your fourth step. It's got pretty much everything in there. So I was just going to ask about in the reading of the book, like I have tried to read some literature and researching for this, and it is so difficult. It feels like I'm almost reading the Bible in that old English these, thes, and that. Yeah. Like, are they not willing to up? Like our edition of, or I shouldn't say our, in Narcotics Anonymous, our the basic text has been rewritten like six times in a very short amount of mm-hmm. time. Every couple of years, they're like, oh, this is offensive. We got to change it. Oh, we got to take this out. Somebody might not like it. Oh, we need to add new stories. And they just change this shit all the time. It's getting there. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, I agree with you. It's, it's old timey. Some of it's nonsensical. It's written as a, you know, I'm not trying to, bash the program that oh, yeah, i love, love so it. much oh, sure <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's re- it's written as a stream of consciousness from a, a drunk who just got sober <laughs> i mean it's it's tough to understand and you know i'm i'm told that there's a certain enough uh, forget how many but there's a certain number of passages in that book that pertain to step work completely hmm. that's the ones we focus on when we're doing step work you know, some of it there's chapters like to wives and to employers that Ooh, I don't wives. read. Yeah, we don't right. read that like personally. So why don't they just take that shit out? Like I'm pretty sure like, the atheist or something. I'm pretty <laughs> sure in 2021, everybody's well aware that that's really shitty to have a yeah. section two wives. Yeah, like that's pretty cruddy. So why? Why? What is the pushback against like changing this, updating the language, taking that kind of crap out? I, you know, I'm not. 100% sure. I mean, there's we have plenty of, you know, general service meetings and intergroup meetings where a home group can bring something up. Like at my home group, we could bring up the fact that like, hey, this old timey language into wives is <laughs> A, nonsense and B, it's offensive. Right. And we can bring that up to the next level and it can keep going up to the ladder, you know, to world services. I think in my opinion, that there's a little bit of this, you know, how in baseball, they don't want to change any of the oh, rules, right. right? It's like the Constitution. It's yeah. kind of like that. It's like, why change this, this thing that has so worked so well for so many people that, you know, have has 
you know, is the father of all these other things and why change it? Uh, I don't necessarily agree with it. But well, and, and people will always debate that stuff because yeah. it happens with the N.A. basic text over the years. You know, certain verbiage has been changed slightly. There's little things like it used to be the only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop using. Mm-hmm. And they took the word honest out. Now it's just a desire and people will debate that shit like it's yeah. some sort of major crime. <laughs> so I've never opened the big book. Are you saying that the big book is basically just like straight through written? It's not broken down into chapters or topics or anything? It's 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 broken down into chapters and topics. But um, a lot of this stuff, I mean, there's certain passages that, you know, when they're talking about let's say like the second and third step, there's a lot of examples that, you know, the author gives and you get through it. And, you know, especially for someone like myself who wasn't that into reading when I got sober, I didn't want to have to open this like textbook, you know, to do all this work. And I get through some of these chapters and I'm like, what in the hell did I just even, what did I read? (laughs) I have no idea. He gave me 36 different examples on like, you know, the Wright brothers and the breaking of the atom. And I'm just like, what, what does this have to do with it? I would joke with him because I really started reading a lot of that when we got into tradition stuff. I yeah. said, of course, all this, you know, these 12 step fellowships come from AA. They're all founded on that. Yeah. So let's go read some of that before we get into these traditions. And half the time I read it, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck yeah. I just read. <laughs> like, I have no idea. Wow. Like you said, it is. It's these examples of like the Wright brothers and, and yeah. bizarre. What and, the it, and there's certain chapters and certain it's steps that you go back to where it's like, okay, well, this part was, let's say, on page like 40. But, you know, the second step part is on page like 32. You know, and it's like, why am I going back here? Because it's, you know, they're talking about it and writing it all down because it's, I got to do it. I got to write all this stuff down. And it's, it's like a stream of consciousness sometimes. It's like wow. the Da Vinci code. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. But it's a- 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 all in they're better. It's like, it's, <laughs> that's their I'm telling you. <laughs> that's funny. Jesus. Oh, so the thing, uh, I have heard the idea get people through the 12 steps because that raises the chances of people staying clean Mm -hmm. we had uh, a big large sponsorship family in baltimore at one point uh jimmy the pope and you know all his people underneath the hymn which was like you know tentacles everywhere and they were doing a step a month for the first year with everybody like that was their rule Mm -hmm. and the theory was if you get through the 12 steps you have more likely chance of staying clean and there was debate about that and i don't I don't know where exactly I stand with that. Like, I know I could work through the steps quicker than I did, but I don't know that I really would have gained that internal felt understanding of it until the right time came, whether that was a certain amount of time clean I needed, a certain amount of recovery experience. Like, I don't know what it was, but all these factors came together. So there's parts of step two that I might have worked it in the first year, but I like they really hit home in year six, right? Because it just took that kind of time to get it. Do you think it really helps to speed through them or, or go through them faster? Or do you get it when you get it? There's certain parts of this you're just going to get when you get. Right. You know, I mean, you brought up the second and third step. I think that's something that, you know, for me in the beginning, I didn't even look at. I ended up relapsing and coming back, working the steps a different way. When I worked them again, 
I didn't really get it then either. I was told, you know, <clears throat> as far as the second step goes, if you believe that I believe, that's a good head start. Huh. Um, when it comes to the third step, you should probably do the rest of the steps. And that's kind of the way I looked at it then. And that's the way I was taught with my sponsor. Over time, my concept of a higher power started to grow. I started to realize, you know, this is certain things I should put into practice. But I don't see any harm in going through the steps early, often. I just don't think it's for everybody. Well, I, I guess if all we had to do was talk about it for a couple of minutes, I wouldn't feel like I wasted my time too much. If we had to like write on it and go over it for three hours, I might not want to invest so much. Yeah. I mean, they, they talk about it in, in terms of like peeling back layers of the onion. You know, your fourth, your first fourth step might have two names on it. And if that's as thorough and honest as you can get in the beginning, you know, that's it. But you'll go through it again in the future, especially when you're doing the steps this kind of way. Um, you'll get more out of it and you'll be able to, you know, contribute more to your step work. Well, and I did notice, I mean, we do, I keep saying we as well. In Narcotics Anonymous, there is a saying that says, you know, this program is a set of principles written so simply that we can follow them in our daily lives. But if it takes you fucking 12 years to get to step 12, how, you know, are you really practicing it in your daily life if you haven't even thought about it for 10 years? Like, so had you said step 11, I would have said no. But step 12, <laughs> when people ask me to speak, I show up and I'd be of service. So yes, I was already giving okay. it back long step before 11. that. <laughs> I was surely not praying and meditating well before step 11. That didn't right. happen. So yeah, I mean, you, you kind of got a point. Yeah. I mean, we talk about the steps every meeting. We always read, you know, the 12 steps. So you kind of got an understanding, you know. I think in AA, and I'm sure it's the same way in NA too, but... You know, we talk about working the steps on a daily basis, you know, got to work step one every day, obviously, you know, step two and three, not necessarily working a fourth and fifth step every day, but at least bringing those, you know, values into your life. Like I'm not trying to make any more harm. And when I do, I try to fix it pretty quickly, you know, turning my will and my life over, turning my defects character over these things you do every day. Oh, um, we don't, we don't say that. Working the steps every day sounds hard. It's work. <laughs> yeah. We say we live the steps every day. Oh, Which sounds you just easier, do the best yeah. you can and then just try to look for spiritual yeah. principles. There's no work. There's <laughs> no but, work, man. I'm in the wrong And walk. I guess the only thing that sounds a lit to me is like a little bit, uh, I don't know, frightening about that is like an eighth and ninth step and trying to make amends with a few months clean mm -hmm. of like, Ooh. Do I, have I really dug into how selfish and self-centered I am when I'm trying to make these amends? I mean, yeah, that's the only one that sounds a little bit stuff. Like, oof, that's tough, you know. With a couple of months clean, yeah, fuck, just, I wasn't even aware of the depths of myself. Right, yeah. I'm still not. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm still <laughs> learning. <laughs> like, uh, well, thinking about my eight and nine, I was super thankful because a lot of the people I owed the amends to had already experienced most of the living amends for. I'm not going to tell you how many years, but quite some time <laughs> by the time I got right. there to do that. And so it was it was actually a lot easier and yeah, less overwhelming true. to do the step. But I mean, I screwed up trying to make an amends before I did the step at all early on with like six months. And and I'm thinking, had I done this step, I would have had a better understanding and been a little more prepared for when I told somebody something that they didn't want to hear. Um 
I still don't think, like Billy was saying, I really would have been able to come and and motivate myself from the what I would call today the right place to do a ninth step, right? I, I would have been following through with the motions, but I just wouldn't have had that. Yeah, not at six if months. You got a yeah, good sponsor. You would think that you would still like you I would. Think that's a feeling. At, at least I would like to think you would reap the spiritual benefits of just going through the motions. Yeah, I would there say would this. still be spiritual growth. If I made my amends at six months, I would probably then have to make those same amends at three years when I got a deeper understanding and then make those same amends when I even got it. And, and I mean, look, I do this in my life now. Like I've apologized to my wife for the same oh, thing yeah. four and five times as I, as I grasp the more damage it really did. Right. Like I can only see what damage I did on the surface at first, and then a little while later, a year later, it's like, oh shit, that was really fucked up that I did that. Like now I got to go say, and I do, and I go apologize again, right? But it's interesting. I guess it doesn't matter then in that context. I mean, most people, um, from my understanding, especially around where I live uh, in Hartford County, don't know. make it to eight. No. <laughs> uh, Spot on. <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> yeah. Most people, it takes about, I want to say, between like nine months and a year to go through the steps. Oh, really? Most people. Yeah. Oh, we got the idea. It was like a week. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> a month. A couple of days. There's, there's, there's different sects of AA that do that. Um, the more like purists, I guess. People who are like, you got to do it exactly how the book says. Um, but especially... From my understanding, my neck of the woods, it's it's more of like the nine months to a year through the steps. Um, reasonable. Yeah, it's yeah, not so reasonable. <laughs> but there are still people who go through it real quick. I mean, they told me to make my first amends my first time. I mean, I had a couple months over and like you said, I, I messed it up completely with my dad and it was painful and it mm. took years to fix. Yeah. And when I went back through it and it took me about, I'd say, 11 or 12 months to get through the steps, I wasn't ready to make that amends yet because I was still working on <laughs> calling him and having right. a conversation. Right. Nonetheless, like saying, you know, an apology and trying to fix it. I wasn't there. But, you know, a lot of the people, especially the younger guys that I sponsor now, we start with family and it's usually around like 10 11 12 months with these amends um with the guys that i've sponsored recently start with the mom the dad you know and then go from there ones that like i know you have a relationship with let's start there let's get them out of the way and we'll snowball from there to like tougher ones you know <laughs> ones that you might get an answer you don't like and and you've kind of already answered this next piece of talking about like generally I was always given the idea that in AA, you do the steps once. Like there was no following through and doing them again. And, and in NA, <clears throat> I was always told my experience is that you just keep working through them. As soon as you finish 12, you start back over at one. And you've alluded to mm -hmm. working these multiple times, but that is definitely not what I heard. Is yeah. that? I mean, I've been through the steps six, six times uh, now and <laughs> different ways. Like I said, the first time. I wouldn't necessarily count that because I didn't really go through them completely. But then I used a step working guide and then I went through it, you know, right out of the book, like the book says to do. And then I did this back to basics program, which was uh, we actually a group of people went through the steps and you kind of paired up with somebody else 
who was like your sharing partner for the day, mm-hmm. who I would, you know, somebody I didn't know who I would share my f- certain parts of my four step with that were pertinent to that time in my life. Um, that was one day of step work, went through all 12 steps. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I've been through them a couple of different ways. I don't know if everybody does that. A lot of the guys that I kind of run with, we've been through the steps multiple times. And I'll tell the guys that I sponsor, this isn't going to be your first time or last time. We got to call up Jim with his two times through in seven years. This guy's got six yeah. times. <laughs> six, man. I got the belt. Yeah. And is that, so those other sort of programs, was that, I don't know how to say this, within like the AA fellowship context yeah. or things outside? Yeah. It's just within? different, different ways, different recipes to bake the same cake. Hmm. You know, it's, it's people's what's worked for them with their sponsor. You know, I've changed sponsors. I've had really three different sponsors during my time. Um, three different ways of going through the steps. And then, you know, the back to basics program was, was something completely different. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody does it differently. You can get two people who have went through the book the same way and you're going to get a different outlook on it from these two people. So, so I'm curious, and this is something I have always wondered, because when I first got clean, I was told by my sponsor that all the guys in AA didn't drink, but they still like snorted Coke and smoked weed and shit. And so I always thought that was interesting. I was like, I'm sure at this point in my life, I'm like, I'm sure there are people who probably believe that, right? That probably live that and shit. But in general, do alcoholics really think that their only problem is alcohol? Or do people in AA meetings understand that they're talking about addiction? Yeah, this is a complete, AA is a completely abstinence-based program. Uh, Of everything? Everything. That's weird. Everything. Don't you find that weird? (sighs) No. Really? Um, I mean, right now. (laughs) That's a tough question because like I know personally that I can't do, I mean, I'm here because of heroin, right? You know, I'm not, I wasn't ever really that big of a drinker. It's just, I'm just in AA. So I know that I can't put any substance into my body that's mind or mood altering. You know, if I do, it's got to come from a doctor who I have tried other methods of solving this problem or have had some sort of catastrophic injury. You know, that's how I think about it. I don't think that, you know, we ever talk about Oh, you could do a little bit of this or a little bit of that, you know. It's it's everything. It's completely abstinence based. So nobody's like up there getting sober medallions or coins or whatever the hell they got chips and and you know they're dabbling on the side. Just oh, I didn't say smoking that. weed. I didn't or, say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. There are there. I mean, I'm sure it's the same in NA too. I mean, people lie about clean time. Well, I, I, I'm thinking people who aren't lying. Yeah, I mean, saying, this yeah, is just, they'll, they'll claim sober. Yeah. or more the thing is say like, look, I'm sober. I haven't drank in eight years, but I smoke weed every day. Yeah. Like there are those people. Yeah. And yeah. so I guess in NA, like, yeah, obviously there's people that yeah. lie about being clean, but <laughs> that always happens. Well, I see, I of... see plenty of people who, you know, will post on their social media. Oh, I haven't, you know, it's been six years and I'm like, yeah, well, I know you do this. <laughs> right. So... See, I don't know you, what that. they're thinking. Yeah. Are they thinking that, you know, I'm I've been in AA before, so 
I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Well, and this sort of ties into some of that. And again, I'm going back to what I can't say it's been my personal experience, but what I've heard or what people have said is that if you go to certain meetings and talk about drugs or using that, you'll be told, you know, we don't talk about that here or that isn't where we deal with that. There's another place for you to go and it's not here. Yeah. And so that's sort of why it's sometimes like, well, how come and if you have a drug problem, you would go there if you're told it's not okay to talk about that mm-hmm. there? Like, yeah. That seems weird. That's definitely something that, that still happens. Um, you know, my I still f- say that? Yeah, you can get some salty old timers who will be like, you know, we don't talk about that here. There's a fellowship for you. Are mm-hmm. there meetings that you go to, AA meetings, where everybody's talking about heroin? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hmm. That's I'm weird. Saying, there's meetings where... <laughs> Almost 100% of the people in there are in there for heroin. And, but there are those meetings with those old timers who are like, you know, there's a fellowship for you. How many, I don't go to those meetings. How many pure alcoholics are there that literally never took a pain pill, never snorted a line of Coke? Just alcohol. That's How many of them that's got to be a very small number these days? I would, think I would so. say I mean, these in, days. In yeah. my circle, the circles that, you know, I run with. I could probably tell you one or two. Huh. I didn't think there'd be any. There's, I mean, it is few and far between, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. But yeah, I mean, I don't, the good thing about that is like, you don't have to go to those meetings. You know, it's a, it's a crotchety old timer who's stuck in his ways and don't go to it. Right. It is, but I gotta say, this is kind of fucked up to me. <laughs> So I read the AA piece of literature one time. It was a pamphlet that talked about why they don't talk about drugs in their meetings mm-hmm. and how it could ultimately, if they don't put a stop to that, there could eventually ultimately one day be a meeting where an alcoholic, just alcoholic, walks in and doesn't relate in, right? He compares out because he's like, these motherfuckers are talking about shooting heroin and this, yeah. that, and the other, and he could die mm-hmm. and not hear the message, right? And so I, I kind of, as much as I hated it, I, I respected it. I was like, mm-hmm. well, that does kind of have a point. And so I wonder, like, with people not really upholding that, I get it. That guy's kind of a bitter old guy who's holding on to some old shit. But at the same time, this is where I get really confused. And I think Billy was kind of alluding to this. Like, And, and don't get me wrong. I get why you went there, mm-hmm. right? You, you met a guy in your rehab. He made it seem comfortable and inviting. You clicked with him. Makes total sense why you went. But in my mind, I'm like, this is why it doesn't make any fucking sense when heroin addicts go to AA. And this is why alcoholics at some point might die because the fucking meeting is full of heroin addicts and AA. Like, this is yeah. why we have NA. What the fuck is going on? Like, and, I'm, and I'm not trying to be. No, I, I'm glad you brought that up. It, but I'm because just, I don't get it. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's important. To the fact that there is multiple fellowships, right? There's AA, there's NA, there's all these other A's. Um, when you have AA, which is Alcoholics Anonymous, people will come to Alcoholics Anonymous. Let's say there's some guy who lives under a rock, never heard of any other of these things, never heard of treatment, and he comes to an AA meeting because he's got a drinking problem, right? He well, why thinks is this guy living under a rock because yeah, I don't know. he doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't got a lot of that. Whatever. So he comes to AA thinking that this is a fellowship of people who one time had a drinking problem and they figured out a way to deal with it. If there's 
20 young kids in there just talking about heroin, you're right. He's going to say, well, this isn't the place for me. Um, so it is, as far as traditions go, and it's important to uphold that. I think that some of the things that I do to make sure that I'm in line with AA traditions is if I'm at a meeting where, or if there's a newcomer in a meeting, I make sure that we first talk about AA, what AA is. I I don't talk about a bunch of drugs and I don't get graphic with anything. I make sure the person feels comfortable that they're here for a reason. The reason that they think they're here, you know, is that it's a room full of drunks When I share in a meeting and I don't know everybody in the room, I say drink and I feel I put that in for every other drug in my story Mm. just because it's the tradition of AA. Like you said, I want to make sure that if somebody's here for just alcohol, that they feel comfortable. We could talk about more after the meeting. You know, you can substitute and I'll say during my share, you you can substitute anything you want into it. You know, I've done plenty of other substances. We could talk about that after the meeting. But, you know, I, I just and, and and maybe this is me being my own little stickler, which is very like me. So that's fair. <laughs> um, but like if I had a problem with going out and buying prostitutes every day, I wouldn't go to Gambling Anonymous, to try to fix it and not talk about the actual exact problem. Right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't substitute uh, glory hole for gambling debt or whatever yeah. the hell. The, I, yeah, that was a terrible analogy, but whatever. <laughs> like it made sense to me. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I just don't get it. Like, wouldn't it make a lot more sense if heroin addicts went to NA and yeah. alcoholics went to AA? And, and this was kind of my theory. And this was more like some carryover thinking from my early days when I had a sponsor who hated AA and all that shit. Right. And it was more like AA would die off at this point, honestly. Uh, but, what are some reasons that people who use drugs go to Alcoholics Anonymous instead? Like, I know there's, Billy's talked about location, and there might not be an NA meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, is it social acceptability to be an alcoholic over an addict, or is there something else? Probably like, is. You went for comfort, because yeah. you ran into somebody yeah. who happened to be Just a part a familiar of that. face. Yeah. yeah. What, what other reasons? So, I think there's, you know, you brought up the... <sighs> like the stigma aspect of it mm-hmm. you know it's you i mean we know it's way more acceptable to drink than it is to use heroin in 2021 I, I still think so yeah in a professional I setting for sure so. well, yeah, well, yeah. well okay it's more acceptable to drink than to use heroin currently yes <laughs> right you can't say i'm going yeah. out to bang a few heroines after work <laughs> yeah, right? Right, right i get that <laughs> but i think the recovery aspect if you've got five ten years i don't think there's that much difference in them personally Maybe that's me. Maybe I'm skewed. I would think in a place of business, really? in, a, in a professional setting, mm-hmm. if you told your coworkers you went to AA or you told them that you went to NA, there would be a very different stigma that really? came along with it. Yeah. Well, For fuck sure. them people. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Okay. So but I, I definitely think that's there. Um, accessibility. You know, I still think, I mean, there's way more, I'm guessing, there's way more AA meetings than there are NA meetings. Really? I would venture to say so. So you're, That's surprising, you're in this actually. Cecil Harford County yeah, area. I mean, County. So I don't like know Bellar. how they divide up their areas and Yeah. I think our how many district you kind think of are includes just in Harford County like during a week. We at one point before COVID had about 150 a week. Oh, a yeah. week. Oh, yeah, that's I, definitely wow. more. Oh, that's yeah. way more. Yeah. What about in Baltimore though? 
I feel like Baltimore's got like 582 fucking NA meetings a week. Yeah, but three quarters of them don't actually meet even though they're on the schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Are AA schedules as bad as NA schedules? Uh, Are the websites as bad? I haven't been doing NA websites recently. Yeah, we got some pretty rough ones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so there are quite a few more meetings. That sounds. I think so. Yeah. I I would venture to say so. I mean, I mean I'm oh, just looking that's at surprising like for me. from you know, if we go down, and I was talking about this with somebody the other day, just like these more, um, you know, like marijuana anonymous and cocaine anonymous. Like you're only going to be able to find some of these meetings in major metropolitan areas. Right, right. You know, so I think it scales up to a- AA as being around the longest there's probably more aa meetings well in our experience traveling is the more rural you yeah. get the harder and harder it is to find anything but aa meetings yeah, i mean see. we've been in areas where even as the grand canyon so we spent some time out in the grand canyon and that are they actually in area. the canyon uh <laughs> there was a meeting in well <laughs> at the top south yeah. rim right. uh but yeah they you know they only had AA meetings. There weren't NA meetings around. I get that in rural areas, and I totally buy in. I'm like, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. There's more AA out here. It's more acceptable for you know more. And even then, you're talking a super limited, like two, three right. a week, not many. Mm-hmm. But I, there's none of the other ones. And I'm not. I guess I am doubting you. I don't want to say you're wrong, right? But I, I would really be curious the numbers in more metropolitan city areas yeah. to see if it's more equal or if AA still skews way more. Because I'm shocked by that, honestly. I would think, I would think if anything, they're more equal. It, but I in thought certain areas it's probably more. close. I wonder if there's a cultural piece to it too. I mean, just you mean like white so people go to in the AA. City, well, or I mean. White sort of hate to say this, but almost equals affluent. But when you have an affluent drug users compared to like inner city yeah. drug users, you know, hmm. I, mean, I mean, through my experience, I know it's kind of like that in Washington, D.C. Right. You know, I know yeah. plenty of, you know, affluent people who might have a really good job, too. And I know that they, you know, they're in there for a certain thing, but they're going to AA. How many black AA members you got over there in Hanford <laughs> County? Dude, it's not a lot. Wow. It's not a lot. Yeah. Do you think AAs were, and I'm not saying this about you, Lewis, no, I swear sorry. to God, but do you think AAs were like maybe more traditional Christian, possibly slightly still racist people go? I don't, I mean, I wouldn't say that's the motivation. No, I'm I would not say it's just an end result. Because, I mean, just to be honest, there is a certain level of behavior to uh, what a I don't know what you call a lower end heroin addict that's going to do anything to use, you know, versus someone who's got parents with money, you know, who doesn't have to resort to the same sort Is of thing. Is AA just a sober VFW? <laughs> <laughs> Is that all the fuck this is now? Yeah. With well, a golf course behind it. <laughs> and none of it on, uh, like, it is fucking me talking out of my ass now, but none of it on purpose. It's all just right. where you're comfortable. Like, you're going to go mm. where you're comfortable, yeah. you know? And if I went to a meeting in the city with a bunch of people that I wasn't really comfortable with, I don't know how often I would keep going back. I would yeah. search out a meeting that I felt more comfortable at. Whether that means a bunch of other white guys or just people that used like me or had a similar story to me, you know, I wasn't a crackhead. So it's sometimes hard to relate when someone starts talking about the crazy shit that goes along. I never 
dug through the carpet picking shit out of the carpet or peep through the blinds, you know, thinking the cops were there. Like, that's just not anything that I ever really experienced. Man, so, I've never before been thankful that I was a multi-drug user. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I didn't like hair uh, crack that much. I like I like them all better. But anyway, it's just you know, huh. I, like I just didn't have that experience. So if I went to a meeting, no matter what they looked like, and it was ten people sit around talking about crack, yeah, I probably wouldn't go back that much. I mean, if they stayed with the feelings and got away from the specifics behaviors, it would mm-hmm. be easier. But right. you know, that doesn't happen all the time. I don't know. I feel like I came in here and I might end up being more judgmental at the end of this. <laughs> like, is this what the racists go? But uh, but like you said, not on purpose, but just people who are seeking out and people who are less comfortable getting outside their box sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Might like to associate more with people more like them. And that could, you yeah. know, the socioeconomic statuses, the different levels of that. That's interesting. I think it, I think it comes down to region as well, too. Oh, yeah. You know, sure. I mean... I don't know the numbers, but, you know. I'll make them up. We do. <laughs> 60% of the 70%. There you go. No, but just to tie into what you said, I would imagine, I can't say this for sure, but AA meetings in Towson area of Baltimore probably have a way different makeup than uh, AA meetings in Hamden. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, those two areas are going to have a very different feel and vibe and, you know, thing going on clientele if you will to the to the meeting <laughs> now they're fancy yeah yeah we've only only the towson aa has clientele yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. the, the hamden aa just got right. some fucking people they got homeless bums <laughs> right i'm fine with uh shitting on towson aa too <laughs> right. we have a long-standing beef oh okay, okay. good yeah. yeah fuck towson yeah, yeah rich right. bastard <laughs> This episode has been brought to you in part by Voices of Hope, Inc., a nonprofit recovery organization made up of people in recovery, family members, and allies. Together, members strive to protect the dignity of those that use drugs and those in recovery by advocating for treatment, harm reduction and support resources, and mentoring. Please visit us at www.voicesofhopemaryland.org and consider donating to our calls. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I mean, I ended up in NA solely because when I got into recovery, uh, the places that I went said, young people are over here, go to these meetings. And so I ended up in NA meetings. Mm. It's, it's almost, And I didn't necessarily pick. It's not like I went to both and then said, oh, this one fits me better. It was just right. almost like, you know, you had mentioned like someone said you should go over here. So I went over there and that's all I mean, that went into the thinking behind it. You say that. But if anybody would have said, hey. 
heroin addict. There's Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous. I'm pretty sure you'd have chose the NA meeting. Like I, that's how I felt. Like yeah, obviously I'm not. Well, and it depends on how you frame the question. So if they said, "Hey, you can go over to these meetings. There's a bunch of crazy old biker dudes and meth heads over there, and there's a bunch of well-established people with some real recovery over here," I might have made a different choice. Huh. You know, and that could be how it is in some regions with, you know, with the disparity between AA and NA, you know, you could have a lot of really strong sobriety in certain areas just in AA and then just maybe not that strong in NA. You know why? Because all the fucking drug addicts are going to AA (laughs) instead of spreading themselves around. (laughs) They're all over identifying as alcoholics. Right. That's the problem. That's why we got no leadership. (laughs) Grabbing them up like draft picks. All the leadership took a step up. (laughs) (laughs) Do people in AA think that alcoholism is different than addiction? No. Okay. I I was always curious about that. I mean, we had a guy on here that says it is. Uh, What's his name? The 100% success rate? Yeah, I want to call him Ricky Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fuck's that guy's name <laughs> rob kelly rob kelly yeah, yeah. rob kelly uh says that he thinks alcoholism is different than addiction and you're like who the fuck's rob kelly right and, yeah <laughs> right. the addiction doctor apparently <laughs> addiction i don't know we doctor, had him on rob it was kelly. interesting super likable you can guy listen to that episode it's pretty fun <laughs> yeah i'm not sure i bought in when he said that but that was definitely he said through his research he felt like there was a fundamental in the brain. difference he said in the chemistry in the brain yeah, yeah. and i don't know i the things he described that made you a true alcoholic mm-hmm. are the exact same things I feel like makes me <laughs> right. a true addict, yeah. honestly. Uh, right. I don't know. But I mean, I I don't believe that there is any difference. I mean, you're, it's coming from somebody who's, you know, probably should have a seat at the NA meeting anyway. <laughs> yeah. But uh, why are we trusting his information? Yeah. He's confused. Find a true alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> they don't exist. <laughs> but I work with plenty of them who, you know, there is no. During a meeting, there is no wavering on the, any difference between alcoholism and addiction. You know, there's never any talk of, well, we're different because we're alcoholics. You know, there's, it's the same. What about the whole California sober idea? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, so th- this California sober thing, yeah. this was exactly what like my first sponsor kind of sold me as what AA was about. So can you explain that? Term? I've heard the term. Oh. I think I know what it means. But can Generally, you just that, that you don't drink alcohol, but like, you know, chilling out with some weed and hanging out and, and, and maybe I guess some pills or this or that or the other. But basically, you just don't drink is the main point of it. I'm pretty sure they would frown upon, you know, shooting heroin or something, too. But <laughs> but generally, like, drugs are okay for a good time. Recreational. Yeah. But no, no drinking, though, no matter gotcha. what. I mean, that might work for some people. You know, the, the AA book, it says that there's different kinds of alcoholics, right? There's the manic depressive, there's the problem drinker, and there's the true alcoholic. I don't know even That's where I fit into that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know where you guys might fit into that. I don't know where somebody who thinks and is successful with this California sober thing fits into that. But I mean, not everybody who's in an AA meeting might be necessarily have to be there. Uh, If NA had 
three different qualifications for different types of addicts, we would judge the fuck out of each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we would be like, no, no, the right. manic depressive addict is an asshole. It's, He's I the worst. Right? Yours yeah. only counts for half of them. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. We need the true addicts in here. But like, that's that's something that, in my experience, has gotten um, AA into trouble in Bel Air. Uh, there's been times, you know, since I've been sober where there's a certain small sect of people who were like, you know, you're not doing the steps the right way and only true alcoholics should be sponsoring people and it gets way into cult type stuff and those people go away. So we don't, that's not necessarily something you, it's in the book. Like I said, not all of it's super pertinent information, but it is in the book. We just I don't, don't know. Really that talk thing about, about the Wright brothers helped me stay sober. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. You said you didn't have a lot of experiences going to NA meetings, or you went to a few, or just I've been to a few NA meetings. I mean, I don't see any fundamental difference, you know, between the AA that I'm used to and and NA. I really don't see any difference. I mean, you guys have a different book that's probably got a lot of the same type stuff in it. No, we don't talk about the Wright brothers at all. <laughs> I mean, the steps, though, or, you know. Um, I don't see any real difference. I, I mean, personally, I just think it's just about where you land at this day and age. I I do take into effect, into effect the traditions that you brought up. It is important to keep AA as AA for the newcomer who's coming in. But once you get here, I mean, it's really all the same thing, isn't it? Is it important, though? It Are is. we creating and, and perpetuating stigma by keeping this idea of alcoholics separate from the idea of addicts? Like, oh, well, if you're an alcoholic, you can be more socially acceptable. If you're an addict, you're not. Should we just make two I mean, Narcotics they, Anonymous programs at they, this point? If you guys want to merge them all, we can start leading the charge. And they want to start, NA we want to start our own. Yeah. We don't think any. Yeah, fuck <laughs> NA. <laughs> We're going to fix everyone's problem with our program. Yeah. So. Aren't, all the, aren't all these programs working the same 12 steps pretty much? Are they? So that seems to be an area where people would, at least, again, traditionally what I've heard in NA is that through AA, and saying alcohol, you're only a dealing with a substance, whereas addict deals with the all-encompassing, like, the spiritual self-centeredness around all your behavior. So addiction can manifest through sex, money, gambling, whatever. And where alcohol, or, or just using the word alcohol, focuses specifically on substance. Yeah. Well, um, we, we do that, too. It's It's a lot of... The behaviors, you know, people come in and they are problem gamblers and they're running around on their, you know, spouses or whatever. Gets Getting down to the root causes and conditions is prevalent throughout AA, too. I mean, we talk about, I mean, we have the sex inventory list on the fourth step. and Page 69. Yeah, you know, and, <laughs> and, you know, the... Uh, it's one thing I like about fears. AA. <laughs> they got that one right. <laughs> it's a good place for it. We We have all that stuff. And you'll, through a good run through the steps, if you got a good sponsor and you're working a good, honest program, you're going to cover all that stuff, too. Well, so it's a good, honest program. Yeah. I mean, you got to be honest. <laughs> if you go through it, like I did my first time, you're like, oh, I just ate my mom and dad, you know? You're not going to get anything. Especially in the young crowd, you may hear this. Do they still say you go to NA to get laid, you go to AA to get recovery? <laughs> Is that a thing? I, That's a... 
an old cliche it's that I heard. Working. We got a lot of long-standing <laughs> beefs between A and NA. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. I go to NA and that's not working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of them. <laughs> I, I don't think. No, I just, that was like an old, again, most of what I know goes back like 20 years. Yeah. I haven't been to. I think there's uh, some misinformation about the amount of sobriety in NA. And I think that AA, people think there's just more sober people in AA with longer amounts of time. Hmm. And I mean, there's a lot of, you know, we'll say like, oh, you can go to NA, but you'll, you won't get through the, done the steps through your 40. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> um, Might be true. I mean, most of us don't get here till 54, so <laughs> <laughs> probably averaging it out, sure, yeah. That's always something that I just really, I don't understand that part of it, why it takes so long. Mm. And, you know, I know, you know, the step working guide, but I've heard people going through a step a year, and that seems outrageous to me. I don't think it's that the process itself actually takes that long. I think what happens is, like, you get clean, you get... 90 days, you finally choose a sponsor or whatever, if you take that long, right? You get into step one, it's a fuck ton of questions. Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, like 96, 69. So know. that's why, I, like, guys I sponsor that are new, I don't do the step working guide with them. I give them something else. I don't blame you. That's part of why, because that's yeah. fucking, you open this book and there's all these it's questions. Daunting. Like, holy yeah. fuck, this is like homework. Mm-hmm. But this. either way, you, you, you run through that because you don't even have a job yet. Then you start to get a job. Step two is not quite as bad, so you get through it. Three, you start to get into four. Four is a fucking time-consuming step with all the writing it is, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not so much that it really, the process takes that long. I think at different portions in time, when you're going from four through 12, there's times where life gets busy. Oh, hey, look, I made a family. I bought a house. I'm working 70 hours this week. And you set it down for quite extended periods of time until you get miserable. Yeah. And then you pick it back up. And so it's a lot of these like three to six month breaks in it is what I think it is. I don't yeah. think it's the fact that the. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened do it, for, yeah. for me specifically was that, you know, I went through my first three steps in the first couple of months because yeah. I didn't have anything else a lot going on. <laughs> and then, I, yeah. Yeah. And, and the same for me. Right. My first time to through took quite a bit. Um, But I have noticed that if I steadily work at a very easy, convenient pace for me that doesn't seem overwhelming. Three to steps a year is not a problem at all. Three but, to four, easy. but that is a downside to the to all the writing and the step guide and the, all the questions. Is it does seem like a lot. I mean, I'm in between working a step right now and I got to pick it up and start it. I'm like, ah, fuck, this is like a commitment. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, it's not like I can just go talk to my sponsor for an afternoon. We can go <laughs> fucking have a hot dog and you know, well, what the sit fuck out are on we the doing, back porch and have a conversation about step three? It's like I got to do all this fucking homework. Uh, it's going to be like three hours, four hours of writing. <laughs> I justifiably fuck. sat down six in last September and have not yet picked it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I that just is something that. I don't know if I understand enough to have a decent opinion on it, but that seems like too long. Yeah. It is. I mean, that's a valid criticism. I think. Uh, yeah. My point would be, where the fuck are you going? I don't know. If you Go want away. relief, when do you want it? <laughs> well, and my justification now is, well, I've been through the steps once already. Like, what, yeah. you know, now it's different. I want to be more thorough. I want to be more yeah. engaging. But even the first time through, we could definitely do more pushy. And, and it is, again, not being at many AA meetings in our meetings, it's 
almost upsetting when people don't talk about working the steps as the program. And mm-hmm. there does seem to be a lot of that <sighs> in there is NA. Quite a bit of that. Is people talk about, oh, I'm living the program and all this stuff. What step you on? When's the last time you picked it up? Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I fucking don't even talk to my sponsor when I'm I talk about the step. program. I'm talking about, <laughs> I go to my home group. I hang out afterwards with some clean people. And, yeah, you know. That's- we hang out on the weekends and we don't do drugs. Like that's the program. Like yeah. no, that's not it. <laughs> is that is that an AA too? The twelve steps are the program. But yeah, do, I, mean, I mean, do you experience? Oh, you see plenty of people who you know okay. will come to meetings and you know they might be going to seven, ten meetings a week and they go out and get coffee with you afterwards and go to the diner, but they're not doing anything. Oh yeah, meeting makers make it. Right? <laughs> I mean, the steps are the program. Right. The book is the steps. You know, it's just. But I feel That's like something that can I try to easily preach. get lost in our meetings. How important that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh man, we're gonna make up percentages again. I would say half the meetings I've been to in the last eight years never mentioned a step, not from any one chair of anybody. I, I so mean, I try to be that person. That's what I've learned. That's mm-hmm. my responsibility. But I don't know. It fucking helps. But yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Got to slip it in there somewhere. (laughs) And that's always been my, I don't even know if it's a criticism, but I guess it's just misinformation that's in my head just about, and it's something that I question is like, why does it take so long? Why are we waiting so long to go through this life-saving work? Yeah. Well, and and I think from from a, my perspective, which is more justifying why we do, because that's where I'm at. (laughs) Let me justify for you for a minute. Let me defend myself. Uh, (laughs) I would say when when I say the statement like well, where the fuck are you going right the, yeah I say that to mean kind of what we talked about earlier I don't think I could have experienced the understanding of these steps that I got later yeah any sooner no matter how quick I worked them right the the understanding in my body came long after I worked them anyway mm-hmm. so what was the rush to get them done why not sit down and be thorough right right I wasn't gonna. Like, I, I picked up on the concepts and the spiritual principles of the steps just by being around. Like, oh, hey, we suggest you show up and be of service and give back, right? Well, okay, I'm working step 12 now. Man, you should probably, like, pray and, like, try not to keep so busy. Oh, well, I kind of understand 11 now. Hey, don't forget when you're making mistakes to keep a daily record of that, right, and, and may try to change them. Oh, shit, well, I'm working 10 already. It wasn't about, I think we start to apply them in our life long before we physically write them out on paper. And when we're writing them, it's not about the rush. It's about, hey, let me try to thoroughly examine myself as I go through this. There's no rush. I'm not going nowhere. Hopefully. yeah, You're way better than me. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not on 10 yet, and I don't have to do that at all. (laughs) I'll do that when I get there. Just sounding good, Billy. I was just trying to have (laughs) sex early in recovery. (laughs) I'm worried about Uh, steps. Just sounded like a good defense. (laughs) It's like, oh, shit, she's on step six? Right. Lewis sold there for a minute. (laughs) She's on six, and I sleep with her, and she's on seven. I've worked 13 steps. Yeah, that's great. Osmosis. So... In NA, and, well, no, let me not say in NA because I've heard this is different in other areas. I've seen a lot of people online complain that they've gone to NA, and maybe this was just their perception, or maybe it's different in their area, but they've complained that it felt not religious, but definitely too pointed towards a Christian-type God from the NA fellowship in their area, right? And like I said, maybe that was just their perception. Maybe they just went to a meet and saw the step on the wall and were pissed off and left. No idea. 
my experience in the Baltimore area has always been like people really defend the idea to a higher power of your understanding. Atheist, whatever the fuck, Buddha, whoever, yeah. flying spaghetti monster, whatever, bro. <laughs> that shit is yours. Don't let anybody take it from you, right? Yeah. To the point where like somebody might mention uh, old JC in a meeting and uh, and that gets poo-pooed, right? People hey, you can't even talk about that shit here. Take that somewhere else, right? I don't feel like that is the idea around AA whatsoever. I feel like it's a lot less defended. Do they do they buy into the concept of freedom of choice of your God? I mean, absolutely. You can. You are. I think the. I don't know if the amount of times God is said in the literature is more than NA. I'm guessing it probably is, just because. Don't I they think say Jesus? Substitute and higher power. You sure? That yeah. guy Rob Kelly said they said Jesus on page 11 in the big book. I don't think they say Jesus. I don't know. I don't yeah. have a fucking big I'd book. Be pretty, <laughs> yeah, I'm going by Rob Kelly. Yeah, I would be pretty stunned. Oh, they have a great way of, <laughs> of kind of dancing around it and capitalizing you know, phrases like the broad highway and what things like the that. Fuck is that? And if you capitalize something, it's supposed to mean like... Is that where the Wright brothers flew? The Wright brothers. The broad highway? They took off? It's not capitalized. Uh, there's nothing about religion in the big book. Don't y'all end your meetings with the damn... With the Lord's Prayer? Yes. Yeah. That's pretty religious. It is. How the fuck does that work then? Some people are really uncomfortable with that. I definitely... I think I was at one point too. I don't think I wanted to hold anybody's hand either. You hold hands? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. put our arms around people. Know, that's way cooler. Yeah, we, we got to hug. Put yeah. your arms around I do each like other. the hugs like way hugs. better. Yeah. I don't know, though. I feel like I the... shake hands. I feel like I'm closing a deal. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> got business meeting. How you doing, Bob? <laughs> I feel like some women might be more comfortable with the holding hands in the yeah. circle, though, just because it less violating yeah. goes on with holding hands. But, but yeah, I definitely dig the hugs with yeah. the handshakes. So, and this is going to be maybe a dumb question. Oh, hold on. But, did he oh. defend the Lord's Prayer yet? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it's tradition. That's really probably most of it. Yeah. It's like the language in the book. It's You're just absolutely tradition. right. It's, it's so I think it's tradition. And, you know, I've, my home group, we end with, actually, sometimes it's the Lord's Prayer. Sometimes it's the Serenity Prayer. Sometimes I feel a little bit uncomfortable with the Lord's Prayer. I don't know why it's there. It talks about heaven and hell. It's yeah. very religion specific. Oh, absolutely. Maybe it's like Our the father, addicts in AA need to be heaven. overly sin. I mean, the addicts in NA need to be overly cynical and critical of every single minor decision. And people in AA are just more accepting, like, meh, whatever. It's tradition. Fuck it. <laughs> God damn it, Billy. I'm highly offended by this Lord's Prayer in these meetings I don't go to. <laughs> <laughs> bothers me greatly. How dare you read it? <laughs> I can see how that would be off-putting to some people. It's it's a little weird. I there was a guy who started an A meeting, and I had joined that home group, and they were saying that at the end, and I was like, I do not fucking like this at yeah. my home group. Like, but in general, at this point in my life, I don't give a fuck what other people right. do. Yeah, yeah, well, but I we've just been think, sober what about for a like Jewish bit, people so. or Muslim people. Yeah, I gotta go say that Lord's Prayer. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that would be really thing. weird. It's not very inclusive. Yeah, it's not. Hmm. What were you going to ask? Oh, oh so does uh, I mean I've heard of like spiritual retreats and things in AA. Do they have conventions and mm-hmm. other? I guess lots of activities. I guess don't they call it unity or something? Yeah, unity we events. Have, we have we have plenty. Um, they do you know, bingo. We do a lot of bingo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One time I was in a uh, 
I was in like a GSR meeting, like a group service, you know, meeting. I was the chair for my home group and we were talking about events that we can hold to, you know, possibly raise some money, you know, to spend on, you know, coins and things like that. And I brought up bingo and there were some old timers there who was like, oh, so now we support gambling. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. I never even thought about that. No, no, no. I actually kind of agree with them. I was making fun of them being old white guys playing bingo, but I, I kind of agree with that point. That is a it is a point. I gambling. don't. I'm not affected by gambling, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I can see it's what like people. It's like a fifty-fifty is gambling. Like, yeah, yeah it's 50, gambling for yeah, sure. Fifty-fifty. That's what that was. That was part of my argument. Like, fine. I see the cans, but fucking bingo is over <laughs> yeah, the top. That's the line right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Start but throwing have... balls into it. <laughs> it changes everything. We have plenty of events. What about the board that you spin with the numbers on yeah. it. <laughs> that falls in the middle. That's a gray area. <laughs> what events do you guys have? I mean, there's dances, there's um, sock hops. They call them sock hops. Sock hops. <laughs> brutal. Poodle skirts. There's bingo, there's breakfast. Um, do you have a speaker at your breakfast? Yeah, we do. Same thing. Yeah. We had paintball one time, just saying. Just once. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Right? Was that like a yeah, just one district wide event? Yeah, we call them an area, area, area events. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, same fucking inner group. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an area, sir. <laughs> we have regions. Thank you. I don't know what your inner group is, but yeah, they did a paintball once. I tried cool. to talk my old area into laser tag, and they kept being like, well, you should join the goddamn events committee. And I'm like, I don't have time. I just want to play laser tag. <laughs> I just right. want to throw an idea and then come right. to that event. Yes. Right. I just want to not go to another goddamn dance where I sit there <sighs> right. and look at people. Everybody dances. <sighs> Frustrated. Do they have anything cool? Any cool? We got conventions. I mean, you guys got conventions, too. So, you know, we've got Young People's AA, uh, which is... YPA events, YPAA, Young People's AA. Damn, they just discriminate automatically. Don't even worry about it. They do it from the top level oh, down. Yeah. There's plenty of like YPA events all over the world, which are tech. I mean, usually more like cooler stuff, like paintball and yeah. things like that. Um, usually, they're trying to raise money to have a bigger conference. What's um, the cutoff age for that? <laughs> yeah, it's young, it's just young at heart, man. As long as you're young at heart, tie your hair and go. Tie your hair and go. A lot of the people who come there <laughs> might have got sober young. Hair yeah. transplant might be like seventy now and got sober young. Yeah. It's a little weird. I tell you, the one I think the biggest thing I'm jealous of is when you go on like a cruise or something, and they're gonna have a meeting, and it's like just says like seven p.m. Friends a bill. Yeah. Like that's fucking so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I and wanna... you hear it at airports too. Yeah. It's like, can I have a friend of Bill come to Gate C? Right. That's like, so I'm cool. So yeah, I've been at Wawa sometimes and somebody is like recognizing me and be like, you friends with Bill? Yes. God, that, that is the, that is the funny, coolest code. Yeah. So <laughs> someone said that to me early on and, uh, you know, they knew my wife and it was the first time I met him and she's like, Oh, you're friends with Bill W. And I'm like, I don't, who is he? Like, what's he look like? <laughs> like, I didn't get the I reference. met him before? Yeah, maybe. right. <laughs> I might have met him before. And she laughed because she realized immediately, like, I had no fucking clue what she was talking about. That's so. hilarious. And then what? I needed them to explain it to me. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. I've seen friends of, was it friends of Jimmy on, like, boats before and yeah. stuff, too. Yeah. And see, I, I would know that. that in a minute. If you said, yeah. oh, friends of Jimmy, K. like, I would know yeah. that reference. I've seen that. That's the only time I 
purposefully identify with AA. And I don't even go to the meeting, mm-hmm. but just with whoever I'm with, because I want to be like, I'm cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm friends with Bill. It's cool. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> I'm allowed at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, on the list. Shit. I don't know. So, guys, okay. Well, are there ever any times where you've met people or seen people where you thought, well, you know, maybe you should go check out NA or maybe that would be a better fit? That's for a good you? ass question. Yeah. I mean, you also work in treatment, and that that's going to skew my answer a little bit because um, that's okay. That's I mean, that's fine. When I'm when I'm in a treatment setting, it also depends on you know it could depend on age, where they're going home to, whether I know some people who are in that area who might be in NA, um, if they've had experience with AA that didn't necessarily work out. They got blue if hair. If they want something different, face, earrings. Anybody you need to that's, go to NA. Any, anybody that's wearing Cookie Monster pajamas. <laughs> if they're going as home, their outdoor attire. <laughs> if they're going home to his area and he doesn't think they're going to stay clean, <laughs> right. let's check out the NA meetings around there. <laughs> right. Uh, right. I mean, I, I would recommend. Look, honestly, to my core, I believe it's it's one and the same, but it depends on. In a professional sense, sometimes it's like, where are you going home to? Who do I know in that area that I could kind of be your almost like in between to meet somebody who's sober in NA? Um, so, yeah, I'll recommend it a lot. Bra size. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's huge. <laughs> AA. I mean, right AA. How much free time you've got to work a steps. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. A lot of free time. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to chop down there. <laughs> Chill. You got anything else? I don't think. Yeah. So, what's your? Uh, you you really do believe both programs are, are the same thing? Yeah, I do. Hmm. I believe that. I believe that we're doing the same work, right? We're going through the step. Trust God. Clean house. Help others. You know, that's what we're all doing. You know, A N A was, I think, created. And correct me if I'm wrong. As a more inclusive way through the steps, a more inclusive fellowship. Uh, I think AA has kind of turned into that. It might not be following the tradition of AA uh, as it's written, but I think we're doing the same work. I think if I would have, you know, for example, ended up in NA and I had, you know, the same kind of people that were teaching me how to go through the steps and help other people, I think I'd probably be in the same boat. Yeah, and I, I mean, just my limited experience with, again, traveling, we spent some time out in Utah. Very few meetings. There was mostly AA meetings that we went to. And of the five people that went to the meeting, like two of the people were like, yeah, it's exactly the same shit. And we started an NA meeting. And then the other like three guys were like, no, fuck that. We're only over here. In it. <laughs> like it was just, you know, it was almost like a divide. And and they were all very supportive. They were like, oh, yeah, you go do that NA meeting. That's great. But mm. they're like, that's not for us. That's just for you guys. Mm. <laughs> like it, it was a, something different. So it was interesting. I would say at this point, because I've heard of so many people with your type story uh, that go to AA exclusively, I would say we there probably is basically the same shit in both places. But I don't think that in AA that's following the literature. Per se, like I think their literature is still very different from what ours says. I guess, 
And I still, I hope one day I can let go of the fact that I'm just like picky about the whole, you're a fucking addict, go to an addict meeting. Yeah. Right? Like, I just hope that one day I get to a place yeah. where I can let that shit go. Because what the fuck does it matter what I think, right? <laughs> People are getting happy and healthy. Why yeah. do I care where? And why do I need to be a stickler to wording? Well, I, th- I think that the book needs to be updated. That, yeah, that is my, you know, just one person. I mean, the fuck, I'm a drunk. Yeah. So I think that the book needs to be updated. I mean, you're a heroin addict in an AA meeting. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why we're taking any of your suggestions, really. <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, I, I love AA. You know, I, I'm never going to switch. I don't find any reason to. I got everything I need in AA. Um, yeah, like I said, the book's a little outdated, but it's all in there. Yeah, and areas and different stuff change. So it, we've been in areas where one fellowship was stronger. We've been in areas where the other fellowship was stronger. And it just yeah, – that can depend just on the – I don't know what you call it, home crowd or yeah. the area itself, you know, which one's more supported and more recovery and more attended. Yeah. I, I mean, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I would never switch here. But if I had to move, I can't be sure of that, right? Because it would all depend on what it was like. I might go to yeah. NA somewhere else and it might be junk or not serious in that area. Yeah. Or there might not be any NA or something. like. So I, I can't say I'd never switch, but I can't imagine. Yeah, I, mean, I considered I it I in this immediate yeah. area recently when I was looking for a sponsor because I didn't have anyone right in this immediate area that appealed to me. Let's go to a fucking meeting, Billy. So I let's, let's swap. Well, I you mean, know? there was someone that I did, you know, end up picking that was right in Harford County, which is still our same area. Mm-hmm. And it's someone that I could easily maintain a relationship with. And I know that if I drove 45 minutes down to Baltimore in that area, I could easily find someone. I just am totally unwilling to drive a half an hour. <laughs> like, yeah. Seems so far yeah. busy. You know, <laughs> I want to drive five minutes. Um, but I thought about hitting some AA meetings to find a sponsor directly in this immediate area. If you talk to anybody that got clean in the early 80s from the Baltimore area, and I don't know what it was like up here at that point, but in the 80s in the Baltimore area, there were not even seven NA meetings for the week in the early 80s. And so everybody did both. Like, it's just what you did to get yeah, a meeting right. every day. And none of them had any problem with it, right? So it's almost like... As NA meetings picked up and there became one for each day, even though this was all over the city, not like in your local area, people started having the ability to have resentments against AA and not like it, right? Like before that, there wasn't even that. That was You needed AA. You needed everything. And so I guess it's a blessing we're in the place where we can make fun of each other and and, and dislike each other. Like there's plenty of places to go. Am I delving into some NA history and and? having more whatever mature sponsors that know a little bit about that history have always had nothing but respectful things to say about AA and that fellowship and, you know, getting all this started. I mean, that's where all these things came from. So yeah, Yeah, they all owe all that credit to Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob for coming up with, you know, this formula that they came up with. Mm -hmm. Now we're fucking splitting hairs on, you know, are you addicted to this or that? Are yeah. you opiates? Are you? you know? Yeah, we're blessed. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not a bad problem. To right. Have. I'm glad that if somebody has a bad experience with NA, there's a different meeting. If somebody comes to me and they have a bad experience with AA, there's a different kind of meeting. If you don't like the people that are at your meeting, find a different one. 
If you don't like the program, find a different one. Yeah. There's plenty. If you don't like shuffleboard and play and bridge and shit, you can come to NA. Yeah. If, and eyes in your readings. Yeah. If you're a scratch Thou golfer, I'll not. leave my phone number. We'd be happy to have you. <laughs> man, Lewis, thank you so much for coming yeah, on thanks today. For yeah, thank you, Lewis. We appreciate it and being a good sport. Yeah. Oh, and I think, you know, dispelling a lot of the myths that I've yeah. heard over time and, and just having a good time talking about it. Too. Oh, yeah. It was a blast. Yeah, it was. Uh, so if you're out there, if you're considering which program to go to, do whatever man check them all out go to six meetings of each type and see which one you like better um wherever you're comfortable wherever you feel home same 12 steps same freedom all right see ya see ya did you like this episode share it with people you think might get something out of it check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com also while you're there you can find ways to link up with us on facebook Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us.